0: Hello, welcome to Spotlight, an artistic jostick in the dingiest of evenings. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, the play's the thing, as we catch up with the adjudicator for this year's Easter Play Festival and speak to John Walker from the forthcoming production of The Railway Children by Parker and Snell, coming to the Gaiety Stage soon. And... Can you have a shanty about bollocks? Remember, do get in touch with any creative artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to put in that spotlight. Poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, you name it. Just email me, spotlight at manxradio.com Kane at manxradio.com I promise I will read them both. Use it or lose it. Welcome along, as ever, the Easter Play Festival, now past its halfway mark, I think. This year, as we heard from Sharon Walker from Madver a week or two back, is a little different, with something of an amalgamation going on. To tell us more about the festival, how it's working out, and how it's adjudicated. Tricky, I always think. President of Madver Michael Lees, and festival adjudicator, Robert Meadows, dropped in to the Spotlight Studio.
1: So we've brought three festivals together, actually, the youth festival, the one-act adult festival and the full-length plays. So it's been an experiment on our half and we'll have to wait until the votes are in as to whether the audience have enjoyed it. Being amalgamated, but it comes down to finance in the end, you know. It was cutting down some of the expense that we have, and uh, so far, I think the audience have enjoyed the different experience. So, as I say, we'll see how it goes in
0: the end. <laughs> and, Robert, it falls to you, of course, to do the adjudication it is a festival, uh, and I suppose at the end of the day, it is a, a competition. Mm-hmm. I know some people think, Oh, how do you do that? I suppose it's a good starting point. How do you actually adjudicate one play against another when you can be adjudicating very, very different performances? Uh,
2: well, I'll get onto that in a moment. But I'd just like to say what a privilege and delight it is to come back to the uh, the Isle and, and and be involved in the festival. A regular face now. I the fifth time. It's such a friendly festival, and it just is an all the organisation of it. The people who do it really know their business, and that's why adjudicators love coming here and it's why groups enjoy coming here too Uh, they really get a fulsome support I'm not trying to prevaricate about the question and ignore what you're saying (laughs) because my job obviously it's and it's it's a pleasure to see such a range of stuff and you're right it's quite a uh, a task to to make come to some of those decisions I think the way I approach it is to look at each of the plays some of them are well known published plays by uh, well-known writers. Others are works that are new to the festival, written by local people. Uh, And the approach is to take uh, each of those productions and just look at how it's been put together. So look at the challenges of each of those plays and how they're met through the stage presentation through the acting through the directing and come to a decision on that basis so there's a a mark scheme connected with it so you bring to the table as an adjudicator an experience of seeing things in other parts of uh, the world and make your judgment on that basis
0: and from your point of view, the, the judging, so the one-acts and the full-length
2: plays, are they sort of running concurrently, as it were? Concurrently in my mind, <laughs> um, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I think you just have a certain scale in your mind for when you're looking at a full-length play and the slight adaptation in that thinking when it's a, 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 a one-act play. And also true of the youth section too. But it's all the same mark scale irrespective of whether it's full-length youth or one-act play.
0: And is it difficult, because you you touched on there, mentioning, I mean, in the one festival you can have, as we have in this one, we've got plays written by local playwrights who are are based here and are performing plays that they've, or at least their group, are performing plays they've written themselves. Or then you have all the way
2: through to things like
0: classics or things like I think Waiting for Godot has been done this time, it, it, it's a vast
2: range It is, I mean that is something I think traditionally, Michael will know this too and, and I'm sure you do as well that over the years it's attracted that whole range of different kind, different styles, different genre The, uh, there's, uh, the, the, the festival itself is sometimes a place where uh, you see plays that are unlikely to be performed ever again they might have had a professional performance somewhere but they're perhaps too large a cast to actually be set up in a professional theatre and the only place you see them is in the amateur sector uh, that's that's one of the values of the festival movement it's bringing those plays to the attention of the audience and how have you
0: enjoyed it this week so far i know you can't give anything away because mm-hmm. it's not finished yet but we've heard uh, we're sort of roughly around the midway point now as we're uh, talking so uh, has the uh, standard been as high as, bearing in mind you are, something of a regular now, though, are the standard
2: well up there? Yes, it is, yes. And uh, I know this is a very innovative approach this year to the festival, and so it's a bit of a risk-taker for the organising uh, committee to do this. But I think it is fair to say that the, the standard, compared to other years, is there, thereabout. I won't say whether it's stronger or, or not, but I, certainly there's no, been, not been any dilution of, of standards at all. And do you ever have a
0: chance, because I know uh, quite often in the, in the one acts afterwards, there's a sort of a green room and you can actually manage to have a, a chat maybe to the cast, maybe to the, the director and such like. Is that still uh, still happening?
2: Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good part of the of this particular festival. Not all festivals do that. You have the opportunity of talking to the audience at the end of the show and you might in that. Uh, 15 minutes, talk about what the challenges were for those groups and unpick some of the difficulties that there might be in understanding Waiting for Godot for an audience. You, you do that. And then in the green room, you really sort of are able to to take to a deeper dive into what's going on and unpick it for them. Uh, in all those kind of elements, the acting, stage, presentation, directing. And that's that that's great because they have an opportunity of asking me questions mm. and I can ask, well, why did you do it this way? And there's a proper discussion.
0: And I uh, was just thinking that because, I mean, do you ever get in these discussions, do you ever actually have very different views? Because it, it is art, it's down to interpretation. It is your job to sort of see how you think it's been performed and say, well, why did you do it this way? And I don't know whether that worked. And does does anyone ever come around and say, well, I did think
2: it worked? (laughs) Yes, of course they do, because directors are always, particularly directors, are always very proud of what they put together and they've got a particular vision. And I think adjudicators respect that perhaps occasionally a a director will take an unusual approach to, to their Uh, shaping of a particular play or the way in which they've encouraged an actor to perform a particular role. And, uh, yes, there can be a a difference of view, but I suppose if it's done well uh, and it works and you're still honouring the playwright's attention, you can find that common ground in that discussion.
1: If I can just cut in there, Howard. I was sat in on one of those talks that Robert was giving to one of the teams and the director of that said... I'd never thought of doing that because Robert said next time you're doing it because he knew they were going to do it again. He said, would you even consider doing this, this and that? And the director said, I've never thought of doing that. That's a wonderful idea. I'm going to adopt that. So it, it works both ways. It does
0: It's a two way -way conversation in many ways isn't it I I often think obviously you've been coming here For a few years now so you probably have a feel About the festival and the standard I always think whenever there's a festival going on And you see someone coming in who perhaps not so Familiar with the island hasn't been here before Going to any festival you think When they see the first play where do you set your benchmark Because the first play might well be the best play of the entire <laughs> yes. festival. Or it, it might might not be. And you think, well, how do you know then when you're judging it? Where do you pitch it? Because you pitch it too high. Then. Is that, is that trickier or am I just making that up?
2: No, I think it can be It can be tricky. I think it was trickier for me with the very first visit I made to the island because I'd not done very much adjudicating at that time. Uh, now, a bit, a bit more of an old hand, I, I've seen a few festivals. I'm, for instance, I'm doing the Cheshire Full Length Play Festival and uh, I've done 25 plays so far this year. Oh, gosh. Uh, so I kind of bring that with me for the Full Length Play. Play festival and also One App Plays. You you uh, just come off uh, adjudicating the Warwickshire One App Play Festival, so you bring that uh, with you to festivals in other parts of the uh, festival circuit world.
0: And do you see, because we often say when, uh, when I've been involved in plays, amazingly, I'm not this year doing anything in, in the Easter festival, sadly, but we quite often look at certainly the one acts and say, oh, that's, that's a good festival one. And do you see in some of these festivals sort of, what I'd say sort of festival
2: regulars, pl- plays which are particularly popular for doing in the festival circuit? I think there's quite a varied uh, number of plays. I, one of the things I've noticed over the last maybe 10 years is increasing number of opportunities for people to put their own work on. And the festival um, festivals give that chance, and I know we've got that in this particular um, week coming up, and that that's quite refreshing, because they can see their work being developed, uh, they have it, the production of it, produced, and the adjudicators only interested in the production, but they will also hear the audience's views on their own writing, their own concept. So I think that's a a good uh, a good strand of the program. The other thing I picked up, certainly over here, is the way in which uh, the societies that develop young people's performance skills choose some fascinating pieces of work to put on, really challenging ideas and provoking notions and roles for them to really inhabit. And I think that's been a key aspect of, of the work done on the Isle of Man dare I say, more so than elsewhere. Oh,
0: right. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we, we are, like I said, just around about the past, the halfway mark, Wednesday evening this evening. Michael, uh, just give us a little taste. There's a little bit more to come then for the, for the festival. And then, as you say, from your point of view, I suppose from Madfa's point of view, it'll be a case of a sit back and see how the whole festival has come. Very much so. Uh, but the interesting thing is
1: that the houses haven't changed really all week. Uh, you would think maybe a one act play would attract either more or less, or, or, but it hasn't. The audience has been growing actually. Each night there's been a few more in, and so that's interesting in itself. Um, we've got some great one act plays still to come. Uh, with today is Tuesday and Wednesday. There's all one acts, but it's youth and um, adults. And then Friday, we've got a great play, finishing the festival, very, very funny play. And uh, it's a spoof on um, Sherlock Holmes. So, you know, that's something that the audience should look forward to. It's always great, I think, to end on a high note, you know, if you can.
0: Absolutely. And, and just uh, finally there, uh, Robert, the, uh, Michael's mentioning the youth there. Is it difficult do you have to judge the, the
2: youth performances with a different hat on? Or do you, do you apply exactly the same criteria? I uh, apply the same type criteria in terms of the marking scheme but uh, and i think the, the the approach to actually giving feedback is the same i don't think you want to patronize young people they want the same kind of approach taken to their work they want to be uh, you want to be able to talk about what they're doing well and to some suggestions about how they could be even better building on what strengths they have so um, yeah i don't i don't change my style <laughs> well, listen, it's lovely to see you again. Thanks for dropping in today. Um,
0: fifth year, can we see you again on the island, I hope? Well, I very much hope so. The festival continues until Friday evening with plays such as the locally written photograph, written by Lisa Smith, if you're interested, Faces in the Dark, September in the Rain, the Games Afoot, all still to come. Something for everyone. Get yourself down there, support live theatre if you can. It's always a great evening. It's great value. And you get to hear the adjudicator Robert's view as well, of course. Spotlight brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Staying on the stage, and as we heard last week, the Railway Children, the stage version of the film, the classic one, of course, I always think with Bernard Cribbins and Jenny Agutter and the like, is making its Isle of Man debut at the Gaiety in a couple of weeks' time. John Walker is playing the pivotal role of Perks, the station master. He called by to tell me more about the play, its staging, and his role.
3: So this particular production that we're putting on, The railway, children by Edith Nesbitt, um, was first performed um, in London in 2010 at Waterloo Station, where they built a, se- a separate section, and um, it's very immersive. And They had the steam train coming in at the, uh, the end, and a great um, atmosphere, and of course the famous line at the end of the steam billows, and the, uh, and Bobby runs along the platform. Um, but yes, first time on the Isle of Man that, that this is being uh, put on. And it's, I
0: suppose, a story that people are very familiar with. It, it is, like, I think we were talking to Carl last week briefly, but if people sort of saw the classic film with Bernard you're playing your role, of course, and uh, Jenny Agatha, they'll, they'll recognise the stage version? Yes,
3: it is It is the same show. It's, it, it's um, the same story. Edith Nesbitt's 1906 uh, children's story, The Railway Children, which was, as you say, adapted for film in 1970. Various different versions. Actually, that film was it one of the 100 best British films voted every time they do one of these surveys fantastic film really drawing in um the audiences to that story coming of age story three children for those who aren't aware um who moved to North Yorkshire when their father's arrested for espionage um them and their mother and they interact and having grown up in a very privileged background then interacting with use the phrase the rest of the uh, British population, so they meet the railway porter, the station master Mr. Schapansky, the Russian escapee who's fled Russia and the Russia-Japanese war of 1904 so that sort of dates it to to that particular era Um, and their understanding of how the world works, the fact that they can't just sit in the very privileged nursery where they have more toys and food and everything else than they know what to do with to then seeing people who don't have very much who view ostentatious displays of wealth or gifts as charity. So there's one famous bit for, for, for Perks where he's bought huge numbers of presents and he thinks I don't want to be in this charity like at my time of life, don't you think it, Nell? Um, and that's his view of the world that he's very proud, he doesn't have much for what he has, he has earned. Whereas the children don't quite see it that way and it's educating children to see things in a slightly different way and perhaps that's the best. I mean, actually wrote 60 different plus different children's stories, as far children in it and all sorts of other ones that have then um, but perhaps very much the, her most famous is The Railway Children mm.
0: And you mentioned there that, that your character there, Mr Perks, played famously in the film by Bernard Crippens Is it difficult that, again, you've done a few of these and well known on the stage, but when you're doing something like this with a, another actor that's made the role so famous, is it tempting to either sort of try and copy them or to just ignore it and do your own thing?
3: Whenever you're approaching a role at all, you should you have to go back to the original script and the motivations and try and find the character in your own way. There is a danger, and we've had it in the rehearsal when we were doing it this time round, and um, some, certain people might have said, oh, well, I remember the film, and I think they did it in this way, to which Collins director quite rightly said, well, we're not doing the film. that We're doing the story of the railway children as portrayed in Edith Nesbitt's thing, but finding our own interpretation. There are certain ways that I'll say certain lines, think, oh, that was the film, um, but in some ways it's because it works. Yeah. That that particularly because he's a very uh, Perks as a character is quite a, um, a stubborn, quite a determined character. Who, who I said he he he's made his own way in the world. He's not relied on anyone else. Doesn't have much. His birthday present is a is an ounce of tobacco that his wife's obviously saved up from the money that they've gotten, and he's very grateful for that. But then sort of huge amounts of presents appear. Um, but yeah, Bernard Cribbins. I, I can't think of Perks without thinking of Bernard Cribbins. Oh, uh, late great.
0: It is very difficult. Uh, some of the other characters, then you're playing perks. Some of the other yeah. So we've uh,
3: got a, so the three children themselves, so the way that the play works, rather than the, um, but well, the, the book and the film it centers obviously around the children and their interactions with various characters in the village of Oakworth and Yorkshire. Um, we've got three fantastic young actors. I uh, got Kira Mackie playing Bobby, Danny Lansara playing Peter, Libby Delaney playing Phyllis, all of whom are students of of Carl and Collins, and that, um, Dan in particular he's just been across trying looking at um acting schools in the UK, Guildhall, mm-hmm. um, that they're all aspiring young actors, very, very good um, and they drive, And the energy that they bring to the role is, is something really else and then the rest of us, as, as you will know, <laughs> having been in in productions in the past, you 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 um you dip in and uh, benefit from the wonderful uh, energy that they can bring.
0: And for your role, something you fancied, was it something that was sort of offered to you out of the blue as it were or something you fancied having a crack at in the past?
3: I'm, I'm, if if you, I'm very grateful. I'm not having to wear the same suit <laughs> for, the, for the last few productions. It's a jobbing actor brings own suit. Um, but but that's just the, the nature of the the plays we do. But so, no, I'm I, I'm really really looking forward to the part. It's a great script. I, I grew up with the Railway Children. Something I used to watch every year and knew the story. Um, and perks and doing something that is different. Not being able to use a different accent, immerse myself in a different character. I'm really relishing the challenge. And we, we the other thing we've got so we've got a lot of um young children um, and, uh, Colin's students, younger students being involved as well so it's bringing the story to the next generation many of whom we had at, we had a rehearsal last night where they for the first time were starting to work through like, where are they going to stand what are they going to say and that this is a big deal for them having a big a line on the Gaiety stage and and uh, Colin asked at the beginning how many of you knew the story of the Railway Children before coming in and out of the 20 we got two or three but now they will all know the story and hopefully one of them said oh i've I've gone back and i'm reading the the children's story now um i hope that we can pass that on because these stories that we grew up with and knew they don't always pass on but the messages that are in them are timeless and the, the, the importance of recognizing differences within society knowing that not everyone comes from the same point of view as you same background and embracing that and not being afraid to to challenge, there are certain ways. and um, I, I come back to that scene again, that I have. It's quite a key scene where the children bring me gifts in a in a pram, and I'm a bit oh, well, what's all this? Then I don't want this charity. And they said, well, it's not charity. That they they want they, they they respect you. They care for you. They want to uh, do something. So his him him as a chari- he as a character changes as a result of the interaction with the children. It's not all one way. It's the way that people interact with each other and coming from different backgrounds.
0: And staging then, because you mentioned, I think down in London it was done at Waterloo, I think station, virtually in the railway station. Now, clearly, this is in the Gaiety Theatre. It's not going to be easy to transport a, a steam train I'm to the back of the. I'm not quite gate. sure. <laughs> we can
3: get, get the steam steamer uh, railway. No, if nothing else, I don't the stage carry the weight. Um, it might might be a bit difficult, but yes. So it's um, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be slightly done through a series of narrations. Mm. so you have the three children narrating the story as well as being in it so it, it's staged as if they're telling the story from several years hence and going back do you remember the summer when we were the railway children um and talking through and then the characters each of them so we've got uh, rachel jockin playing the mother june brightson playing the father um they step into the role and then do a little bit of narration talking to their character so we're still working the, the great thing about um park and snell is it's excuse the slight pretension, it's an organic process we don't, uh, Colin and Carl, they don't turn up on rehearsal day one with a set idea of what they want, they have a vague idea of well this is how I sort of see it being staged and the, the sort of themes that I want to bring out in the production but really they leave it to the actors and there would be days when Colin is a very intensive rehearsal period so everyone turns up three weeks before rehe- for the opening night, lines learned, and we make a start and a couple of rehearsals in Colin might say well actually I thought about doing it this way but from what you've brought to the production I think we should do it this way and so you have to be a little bit um, flexible as an actor you can't just have a set idea of right. I'm going to stand here, walk there um, say the line in this particular way because it might change Dates then, people want to come along and see it, uh, how many performances went to? So we're doing six performances over three days 20th, 21st and 22nd of April, tickets available at Um we're doing an early, doing three matinee performances because it's geared as, a, as it an a audience good matinee trying matinee to show, get, yeah. get, get children in, uh, to come into the theatre for the first time. Um, so we're doing a two o'clock performance and a seven o'clock performance on each of those days, 20th, 21st, 22nd of April.
0: Plenty of chances to get down there. It's a great chance to introduce your kids, or someone else's kids for that matter, to the joy of the theatre. Get them through the door and they're normally hooked. Try one of those matinee performances. Now, just time to remind you that if you enjoy what I call good old-style Manx concert party entertainment and the thrill of a championship contest, don't forget it's the World Bonnig Championships this Friday in the Dorby schoolrooms, which are in Dorby, funnily enough. You can bring your Bonnigs along with you on the night if you want to enter. If you aren't attending on the night, you can still enter the Bonnig Championships by uh, delivering your Bonnig to the Dorby schoolrooms from 4pm to 7pm on Friday. That's the 14th. Not only will you get, if you go along, to hear who this year's world bonnig-making champion is, but there's a great supper and entertainment, of course, from Dot Tilbury and her amazing concert party of... well, whoever turns up, I think, but definitely including the shanty group Minds a Shanty. I know, I'm in it. It's all raising money for a good cause, including hands of hope to book. It's just £12.50, which includes your supper, lots of it normally... Please contact Jilly on 844031 and state if you have any special dietary requirements. And there is a shanty about bonigs. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to maxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where and when you want. Why not try it whilst making your bonig? See you next week when we'll hear more about this year's Arts Council lecture and the promenade play Labyrinth. Look after yourselves and whatever you're doing, be creative about it. Cheerio. All praise the
1: Boys.
2: Hey ho, me Boys, away ho. Bring in the Bonnick Boys, hand out the Bonnick Boys. All sing together, boys, just for today. Hey ho, me Boys, hey ho, away. The bonnet boys hand out the bonnet boys all sing together boys just for
0: today Hey ho me bonnet boys hey ho hey